Dave? It's me, Dave. I know you want to shimmy in the sun with all your friends, but right now, <laughs> seriously, don't. Hang out from home, where pants are optional. You can do it for America. Here we go, another, well, a, a special edition here, thanks to a, a, a late scratch, a last-minute cancellation of the Wrestling Rose Patrick. I don't even know why Patrick O'Dowd canceled today. Uh, he obviously has a good reason. He said he'll tell he didn't me later. Even, oh, he'll so, tell you later, later. but not um, now. Later, not, later. Not now, later, later. What that means, I don't know. We'll find out. By the way, it's Tuesday, August 16th, when we, we record this. In the year of our Lord, 2022, I just say that so that people know when it is and, and you know, because you never know when they might be listening. We've talked about this a million times. They could be listening in 2027. Well, we know listen. the big companies listen as well, so. Of course, know, and they need to know. They need like, to time, yeah. What we're talking about. The as big well as companies the Russians. Listen, the Russians. They listen. And, and, and as you even discovered today, even the really little companies listen too. This is... Not the Greg DeMarco Show. It's not the Hashtag Miranda Show. It is the Greg DeMarco and Hashtag Miranda. Super such good shit show. Number 11. Pal. I don't even know how to say 11 in Spanish. Like, like we had the Ocho. And, mm-hmm. We and had the Ocho. Like that. I, I couldn't even go. And then we like skipped nine or whatever. And I think we went right to 10. So we had 10 twice. I, I believe we're on 11. I should probably yeah. look it up and make sure. It's, it, yeah. Um, I mean, it's too late now because we're recording and we're announcing 11. this as 11. It's 11. So, uh, what is, what it, is 11? What is 11? In, once. In, once. 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 Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, ocho. No, you missed one. Did I miss one? Uno, dos, You missed siete. Seis. Siete. Siete. Ocho. D D D S Once. Once. I don't know what twelve is. Doce. Doce. So just like Uno and Dos. Okay. Yeah. Trece. Yes. So. Trece, yeah. Catorce. Catorce. Yeah. I know that from like there's an old funny like a, a comedic lounge band guy <laughs> called Richard Cheese. That you may or may not have ever heard of. People out there who know Richard Cheese are laughing right now. And he kicked off one song. He went, Uno, Dos, Tres, Catorze. And it just thought, I thought it was the funniest uh, thing ever. Okay. Not even, and, and then was like, wait, but that's 14. But yeah, yeah. he did some really funny stuff. Aperitif and then, of course, for destruction. To, to, to cap it off, the famous Quince, 15, which is known for the Quinceanera. The quinceanera. Yes. There you go. Did you have one of those? I did. It was a very small one. It wasn't like the super traditional quinceanera with like, it was just like a big party and I had a pretty dress. Okay. Um, 
but I didn't. I, yeah, that's pretty much what I love is parties and dresses. So yeah, that's that's what I did. I didn't do the whole dance because, like, in specifically in Mexican culture, you'll have like a court and a dance thing and this whole thing. And you, sometimes you started at the church. I just did the party. party. You just cut right to the chase. Just just. Right to the party. chase, to straight up to the party. Let's just do the party. You know what? Let's forget all the other stuff. Can we just have the party, Mom? Thanks. That'll be that'd be great if we could just party. So it was great. I mean, why not? You know, why not? Just, just it's like it's like it's like Mom's like, well, we need to have the church and we need to have this, and you're just like, Mom, shut your dumb mouth and let's have the party. Like Yo, that. if I told my mom to shut her dumb mouth, I would not be here today. She'd look at you my- and she would say, "You just made the list." And of dead people. I'd, I'd be, my ass would be kicked so hard. It would be. She'd look at you and she'd be like, hey, this is my yard now. And and then you'd have to. And I'm a grown ass adult. And I still, as you know, Greg, fear my mother. I do. um, Constantly. Constantly. She's getting better. (laughs) I almost like, you know, sometimes you forget you're on a podcast. I was like, yes, you do fear. And I almost said her name. (laughs) So, yeah. It's yes. people don't know how many times we've come really close to slipping on certain things. Really close to saying things. Saying real that, things. Uh, and, real things and real names and real time. Yep. Actually we have done it but, before. But yeah, we've done it, but it happens. Every it's, single it's one fine. of us has had a real name said on one of these programs before. Yep. It's all but, good. Yes. But yeah, yes, yes, we have made it to uh the once. The once the eleventh uh, edition. edition. Of the shit show. Shit show, by the way, part of the old Chairshot Radio Network, which you can listen to at thechairshot.com, where we remind you, you know what? Always use your head, people. Thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. So find it everywhere. I mean, everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Google Play. You name it, it's out there. It's on there. Like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review. Click that little bell, and then you get a notification when when one of these amazing shows like this one drops, and you don't want to miss it. We don't want you to miss it, so do do your thing, and then leave us the old five-star review because, um, you know, that's what matters, and, and that's what we really like to hear. Five-star frog splash, five-star. Leave us the old – I'm going to start calling it the old five-star frog five splash star review. Five-star yes. Easy for me to say. Five-star frog splash, frog splash review. Froggy review. splash, as Dusty Rhodes used to say when he was on commentary. Leave us the five-star review. Basically, start typing the review and just whatever show it is that you love, just do your thing and acknowledge me. We're clicking all five of those stars. If you're in Tokyo with the Tokyo Dome, you can click a six star. It's cool. It's wrestling. That's what the people do. You just never know. Um, yeah, I'm at Chairshot Greg. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Of course, you already heard her voice. You know who it is. It's Miranda Morales, the queen of soft. You know what? I, this is this is the shit show, right? We, we both do things. You need to do the nicknames because you have them written down. I mean, committed to memory. People can't see this. And yeah, I was gonna say it's it's somewhat committed to memory at this point. You've been doing it for almost like four years now. Um, yeah. Three years. Oh dear God! So, I know. I what am I say doing anything. with my life? <laughs> Lots people, so um, so so yeah, you. Yes, you I can. So I kind, can uh, do the grand. Uh, uh, entrances, but yes, this is 
your host of the hashtag Miranda show, the Twitterless heroine herself, ring announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants, the most professional podcaster, the pop punk princess, and most importantly, the queen of soft style, Miranda Morales, being joined by the unstoppable one, the kingpin of the chairshot.com, the king of shit takes, Greg DeMarco. You just made the list. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's just funny. Oh, and uh, I, I don't know if you know this, uh, too. Uh, Greg's a wrestling promoter. I apparently forgot that. So they didn't put it in the intro, but sometimes you know, it gets, you- sometimes it comes out later. Um, so, and, and some days it's a bigger deal than others, depending on mm-hmm. the messages I receive. So, that escalated yeah. quickly. <laughs> it sure as fuck did, didn't it? So, yeah, that was lots of fun. Always, always lots of fun. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. So what we are doing is combining forces, combining the stuff together and having ourselves a grand old time today. Um, and, and we've been recording long enough. So we're going to talk. We're going to do some, you know, schools just started, at least out here in, in mm-hmm. the great state, 48 state of Arizona, where it's nice and, and chilly right now in the low, low hundreds. And it, it's just, it's just never too early for a no. progress report. Never yeah, too never early, early for progress, progress report. report. So we are going to give you the way too early progress report on good old Triple H and how he's mm-hmm. doing at the helm, which is the phrase that everybody likes to use, at the helm of the WWE creatively, everything else. Uh, and we'll give you the old progress report. Then, because it's a shit show, we're going to play a little game of... You just made the list! Um, and that's always a lot of fun. And and you know what? We'll even get this one out of the way right now because, I mean, I don't have to tell you what to do. You're going to hear this and you're going to know what you need to do. Okay? Yeah. Duh. It's time for another edition of Baron Corbin Sucks. Uh, only Baron Corbin would be so proud of his stupid hat collection to cover up his stupid head that has no hair at all uh, to help frame his stupid face because Baron Corbin sucks. That'll do it for this week's edition of Baron Corbin sucks. It'd be really cool. If some way, somehow, somewhere, someone could get a t-shirt that says Baron Corbin sucks on the shirt. Mm -hmm. Like that would be amazing. Yeah. It could, but you know, we could just tell everybody too, where they can get their Baron Corbin sucks t-shirt. I like your thinking. I do. Yes. Good. Go ahead. Do me a favor then. And wind it up. You got damn right it's time for you to go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash what the chair shot to go pick up your very own chair shot t-shirt today, including the one we were just talking about, Baron Corbin Sex. Yes, that t-shirt is available 
at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot, as well as a variety of shirts in support of the chairshot.com and IZW Impact Zone Wrestling. Yes, your place for t-shirts for both. So when you go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot, you're going to find a ton of awesome designs, including Multiple IZW t-shirts like the Pride t-shirt, the Arizona's Best in Gold and in White, the IZW Japanese design shirt, as well as the new logo, the World Order logo, NWA logo, all the logos for IZW, as well as the chairshot.com, like the OG chairshot logo, multiple always use your head t-shirts. And if you think Baron Corbin sucks, just like we do, you can pick up the Baron Corbin sucks t-shirt. All of these t-shirts you can customize, meaning you can get them in different colors and different styles, including soft style, like the queen of soft style t-shirt and everybody hates Greg. So get comfortable look stylish and support the chairshot.com and IZW by getting your t-shirts today. They all start in 1999. Again, for a few extra dollars, you can order them in soft style and be comfortable in that new back to school look, looking fly, looking fresh, looking clean in your chair shot and IZW t-shirts. So go ahead and visit prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. That is prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. So, like, if you ever just need to go somewhere and you need to walk mm-hmm. fast, that's a song you should play. Like, like especially I don't down walk fast. Maybe ride a motorcycle. I just feel like you you walk more with purpose. Like, yeah, I yeah. just feel like, yeah, maybe for some people that may be fast, pronounced. every step fucking every with purpose. With a purpose. So uh, this program that I used to, to find the Triple H theme song, not called YouTube, um, uh, on the right-hand side, very similar to YouTube, has, has other suggested videos, including the 20-minute version of that song that we just played. There's a 20-minute version of that song? Gotta be the same song six times or something. Like, it can't be... Yeah. Like, like how is that? Spotify tends to be one of the official sources, so... Uh, Does it? I, I should look and see. Yeah. Spotify. That's where I, I find know. all my favorite... Like, like, I just don't understand. It's 21 minutes and 53 seconds long. Like, 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 it's just, like, I'm just trying to, like, like, is there, like, a hidden message in the middle of it? Like, a TED Talk somewhere? Like, I just don't understand. And it's from a fake WWE themes account, not even the real one. So, yeah. Interesting. 
21 minutes and 53 seconds of Triple H's theme song. Huh. I don't know, dude. I don't, I don't know, too. Yeah. I literally put Triple H in uh, my Spotify search. And, of course, all his theme songs come up. But as He's you got go few. through uh, other, you know, similar search, you know, results come through. Somewhere down the middle is uh, Peppa Pig. I don't know how Peppa Pig and Triple H are related. Um, same thing for EDM uh, superstar and DJ Marshmallow. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know where the association is at. Um, and then eventually Maroon 5 uh, also uh, coming up. I don't know why. Interesting. Um, Marvel Music, Machine Gun Kelly. Um, yeah, don't understand. Me neither. I don't, I don't get it, but it is what it is. Yeah. So why, why did we play his music back on track? This is your portion of the show. You should indicate why we we played his music. Oh, I thought you were just gonna. I didn't know. Um, So uh, as far as my portion, which you know now is very disorganized, uh, (laughs) Greg, you had already alluded to it. I see what the problem is. Hang on. Now you know it's your portion of the show. Yeah, thank you. There was like really no transition. Are you fucking with me? See, like there's so many things I can do. Oh, I know. This will undoubtedly remind you this is your portion of the show. War games! Of war games! War games! War games! There you go. There we go. So, Greg, you had mentioned we have uh, started the academic school year here in the state of Arizona. And, uh, you know, people are getting ready to go back to school. And uh, but with that, it's never too early to give a progress report. And right now with the state of WWE, with one of the biggest changes in company history, if not the biggest change in company history, we have seen the reign of Triple H in the role of head of creative. And uh, we have seen him make pretty big changes over the past few weeks on Raw and SmackDown. There is collectively a lot of buzz online, on social media, with fans responding to all of these changes. So Greg and I, well, we decided to do a pretty early, but not too early, progress report of Triple H and now his new role and his tenure uh, within uh, the head of creative at WWE. So uh, we are going to be kind of sharing our grades uh, for Triple H. And maybe if there's room for improvement, what we may expect, what we may anticipate, what we may uh, even have concerns over. Uh, This is almost where the parent-teacher conference portion uh, will come in. But neither of us are the parents or the teachers. I, I don't know. Like, are we the parents because we watch the show? Can we? But are we the teachers because we're giving feedback? I feel like, yeah. And then Triple H is the parent and WWE is the kid. Or is he the child? But then who's the parent? I think he's the parent and WWE is the kid because ultimately it's about how the kid performs. And yes. the kid is WWE. Okay, so we're the teacher. Triple yes. H is the parent. parent. And WWE is Boom. the okay. child or maybe the children. Maybe yes. the twins, Raw and SmackDown, are, are twins, not 
fraternal, whichever one's. Where does NXT then fall into place? Is that the younger sibling? Little little sibling, yeah, definitely. The little, the little sibling. Then NXT UK is the one that is probably going to no longer exists soon so um oh it's in the boarding school uh, uh yeah. in all famous uh shows when a kid goes to boarding school that's the sign that they're never coming back yeah it's 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 because you know all the big stars from nxt uk are now suddenly showing up on nxt 2.0 maybe they're just doing another world's collide but my gut instinct is that shit's gonna be gone soon um yeah i don't know but i digress parent teacher yes. conference triple h parent teacher, yes yes so, Greg, we'll start off with you. What is your initial, and you can build up to it however you want, as far as your initial grade for Triple H in his role as head of creative? So I'm torn how, on how to grade this because there's so many things that we said in the lead up to it, um, including like – I remember we were like, okay, don't expect sweeping changes right away. They've got to get in there. They've, they've got, to, and that's just wrong. Like there's been sweeping yeah. changes from day one, and there's day this, one, yeah, ish. Um, it's not even cautious optimism. The average is optimism, and mm-hmm. and and we just haven't seen that in really since you know the Monday Night Wars when WWF became cool again. We haven't really seen that. And we're talking about 1997, 1998, so 24 years ago. And now we're sitting here and all of a sudden there's this optimism because Vince is gone. And and even though we were for the longest time, especially Patrick and I, Vince McMahon apologists, we even said it on an edition of the Greg DeMarco show, like this has proved that that Vince really was holding the product back creatively. Um, so... My early grade, I, I I'm trying to talk myself out of it, but I can't. Mm-hmm. My early grade is an A plus. Yeah, I just have to, and we'll talk more it's- about the future. But from from the day he took over, a couple weeks before, yeah. uh, you know, SummerSlam through to today, like I hate using words like this, but the word like, flawless comes to mind. I now know. it's so easy to follow up. That, I mean, the bar was set so low in terms of perception, mm-hmm. in terms of expectation, and and so it was easy, but he also could have waited and and taken a much slower approach, and, and I was one of the ones who said that he probably won't because he had the opportunity to win, to get all the buy-in, and the last thing he needed was the reaction of same old shit. And yeah. that reaction is not what he needed, and it's not what he got because he did go in there and just make a billion changes from the start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I am inclined to agree with you. Probably very solid A, even maybe B plus. Well, for me, it's hard to see, you know, what else could be improved to that he already isn't working on. And I think that's when we look at the scale. Of okay, if you were to grade down, what would be where the gaps are, or where there's things that still need to be improved? Um, and I think that he is working on it on on multiple cylinders. We've already, you know, last few weeks we talked about the women's division and the emphasis on that, bringing in talent that was previously released that that in his mind feels like has a place in the company, even you know 
letting the reins loose with, you know, terminology that was once maybe restricted or banned and becoming, you know, a lot more free flowing. Those are all things on all cylinders, things that fans had kind of critiqued and had bothered them about, you know, the structure of the company beforehand that he's already just bam, 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 you know, looking um, at. Um, I guess, and but it's also too early to see as far as, you know, even seeing where other areas may um, improve. One area that I am more curious about seeing, and some of it I think is just tied up with the unifications, is the tag scene. Um, that is something that I think has absolutely suffered on both the women's and, and men's side. But um, we've already discussed about the women's side that's been, you know, already set that expectation. But on the men's side, um, really trying to develop a more sturdy tag team division and talent. So I think that that is a big area of growth that seemingly looks like will probably be addressed, but maybe somewhere down the line as kind of the priority things are being addressed first. Uh, But with the sweeping changes, it makes it very easy to be optimistic about the future. Um, And having a product that can be entertaining and funny, but also appealing to a wide variety of adults and families. And I think that that was the struggle um, for a while was feeling like it was geared more towards, um, you know, a very layman's audience, you know, it wasn't an educated product. And I think there was almost this justification of, oh, well, you have to appeal to the masses. So you have to kind of plan and execute dumber and i think in just the past few weeks there's been like no you don't have to to do things in its most basic form you can do things that are a little bit more you know uh adult or um you know not necessarily and it's not that it's not kid friendly either it's just more uh, it's more uh deeper um and you can do that and still uh be appealing to a wide audience And so also just kind of seeing how much of these old ideas and thoughts like you had mentioned, Greg, um, that maybe as fans, either we got used to or didn't maybe in somewhat denial of um, as far as like the previous influence. Now we're truly seeing that being broken down and all of the changes are really, again, addressing some critical concerns that we've had as fans and seemingly making the product better in a very short amount of time. I do think there was an element of, well, this is just the way it is. And Mm -hmm. we have to make the most of it, you know, with Vince McMahon being in charge. And now we don't have to make the most of it anymore because it's not the way it is anymore. And he's, and Vince is gone. Mm -hmm. And this is Triple H's, his baby. Now I almost wonder if maybe cause, cause we want to give a grade, right. And, and, And we want to look back, but how often do you take a class and you really just get one graded assignment, right? Usually there's multiple graded assignments along the way that lead up mm-hmm. to your final grade. I feel like this first iteration, these first few weeks have been like the first assignment. And, mm-hmm. and, and so that's nailed where, it. Yeah. Like he got an A plus in the first assignment. And now I don't know if we say, okay, take over through takeover. It's kind of a funny word. He's a triple H, right? Take over through clash of the castle. And then, poof, now we're done. And and now we have to look at um, something else. And, I mean, you could look at it in, in terms of quarters, um, yeah. you know, that that's, which is very much a normal 
you know, time frame um, that we'll look at quarters. And, and sometimes we do it from season to season, you know, so we have like, and the seasons though, in, especially in the WWE are not always evenly put out. Mm-hmm. So we have, of course, you know, summer slam to typically like survivor series ish and then right. survivor series typically to what rumble we're, 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 and then yeah. from rumble to wrestlemania and then like after wrestlemania it's kind of to SummerSlam in a way like yeah. to me that's how i think at least with the big four but that's also kind of how things have historically been structured you know from one big event to to kind of the next mm-hmm. um and some of it too is just in comparison to seasons um as as well um because of things like now that we're hitting you know of course football season that's going to impact uh you know the the length of booking and some of the mm-hmm. short term versus long term um and, and things like that so yeah I, it's kind of like not even amount of time between these right. but yeah. i kind of feel like that's okay these phases yeah you got that longer stretch from, you know, WrestleMania to SummerSlam and, and from Royal Rumble to WrestleMania, but then that Survivor Series or Royal Rumbles are much shorter. It's like mm-hmm. just over two months. But I think it's it's really built on this anticipation because we know we're about to hit yeah. the best time of the year. And and so that then and SummerSlam through Survivor Series is kind of setting everything up. There's usually a draft during that time and there's usually all this other stuff. So and that's when call ups, you know, can can happen in bulk and and it can be an exciting time of the year if done right. So it's just, it all happens. It all comes about. Um, yeah, I'm, I think I'm fine with that setup. You know, I'm thinking fine with that, that thing and clash of the castle, which is kind of this weird, like the way it fell, like a few weeks after SummerSlam and all of that kind of a big event. Cause then a stadium, but you could also put it in an arena. Like it wouldn't be any different. So it's, it's just this anomaly with the schedule, so to speak. Um, had Money in the Bank ended up being in a football stadium, like it really would have been kind of crazy. You have WrestleMania, mm-hmm. Money in the Bank, SummerSlam, Clash of the Castle, like boom, boom, plus, you know, a couple. So there would have been six stadium events in a year. Yeah. And they're still going to end up being Which fun. I think, yeah, I think that that's still ultimately the goal. But Money in the Bank is still one where I just, I mean, one of it could be, you know, where they have it. But, you know, again, that's a side. That's, it was just a bad, like they, the, SummerSlam did so well. Last year in Vegas, and they were mm-hmm. like, we could do this with Money in the Bank, not taking into account that it was International Fight Week for the UFC. And and then what people don't realize is it literally sold 20,000 tickets right away. The problem was it was 20,000 like upper deck tickets. Mm-hmm. And that's why they had to to do like it's, it's just not how you normally sell tickets. Normally you sell the floor and the lower bowl first and then the upper. Um, happened. So it's usually what. Uh, oh, my like. God. Sorry, we just had a. That wasn't muted. Sorry, we had a situation. So I can figure that out. You're good. I I thought I muted it. That's okay. I'm I'm writing down the time so I can. I can cut it out. That'll be easy enough. Uh, well, you might you may want to cut it in because um, Sadie has now gotten in trouble because she ate um all of my chicken nuggets. What? Uh, she jumped on the table. (laughs) She got my chicken nuggets. And she ate all of them. She ate all of them. How many were there? Eight. She ate five. So was this Chick-fil-A chicken nuggets? Uh, Burger King chicken nuggets. Oh, okay. Yep. And now she's hiding behind me because she knows she's in trouble because she ate chicken nuggets that she wasn't supposed to. 
So is this entertaining or not? Do we keep or do we not keep? We can have people vote, but then they have to listen to it. Like, yeah, we're literally producing on the fly. Like, like people might hear this. People might not hear this. They have no idea. Yeah. I think it's entertaining if we want to talk about how a dog, a tiny dog ate five chicken nuggets. Which is like more than the size of her stomach, probably. Oh, yeah. She's a tiny thing. But the thing is, so that means she jumped on the table. She's been on the show before. Yeah, yeah. She jumped on the table, ate five chicken nuggets, and then got got. Got got. Sadie. You just made the list! Seriously. Yeah. What are you doing? Now she owes you eight. Oh, minutes. Dom caught her. Dom caught her really? while she was chowing on the in, chicken nuggets. In the act. In the act. That's she was not done, apparently. No, she, she, she could three nuggets she, left. She was going to eat all eight nuggets. Of course she will. Who eats five nuggets? Like, like they eat all of them. Like, you're either going to eat. It's an all or nothing proposition when it comes to nuggets, no matter where they're from. So, yeah, I, I just, it's, it's. She saw those nuggets and she was like, you know what? She's the ultimate This is my yard now. The ultimate opportunist. And she took an opportunity and ran with it and ate them. She did. And then she got in trouble and, and she got caught and she was like, you know what? Fucking nerd. That's what she did. And yeah. If Sadie, Sadie, nah. She's she's literally sitting right next to me, kind of like me. No, I didn't do it. I, I didn't eat it five chicken nuggets. Yeah. Cooper. Sorry, bro. Yeah. Me. Yeah. And obviously neither of the dogs could be can jump up on the table. She's the only dog who has the the ability to stand but she's up. She's a the table. dog. Like, they don't think about these things. Like, no. I so I apologize. It's just that there was a shock. Like one, I was like, what did what happened? Like, is she okay? Is everything fine? And then just in typical Sadie fashion, she jumped on the table and ate food she was not supposed to. It's not my fault. But it is your fault, Sadie. Like, like it is. Yeah, it is your fault, Sadie. Come Ooh, here. Here, here. That's a that's a perfect song for your your dog. Oh yeah, Sadie is. I don't have the long version. You know, so many times I've wanted. I lie, I cheat, I steal. I've I've wanted to take her to slam you um, to do commentary, and she can be my Pepe. I've I've. Tried to do that so many times has not yet worked out. Well, for those listening, there is a Slam U event this Thursday night. Endgame bar. This Thursday night at Endgame, yes. So Sadie will not be in attendance. She will be grounded. She's grounded, yeah. She's grounded because um, I hope she's Because she ate the nuggets. She ate the nuggets. She ate the nuggets. She has no remorse. No. Triple H gets an A plus or a solid A. Sadie gets a D minus. Yep. Damn you, dog. I mean, I I, I am not going to lie. I am impressed. I'm impressed with the effort yeah. uh, that she took to jump up and eat the nuggets. It's this the whole not Ron her Burgundy first... anchor man. Like, you ate an entire yeah, meal uh, yeah. cheese. I'm not yeah, even mad. Can, I, I'm impressed. I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. Yeah. Um, like she understood. She she understood the, the assignment. She's some of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet are on that plane, and they're eating nuggets. It's a dog dog eat dog world. <laughs> it's a dog eat nugget world. And mm-hmm, the just... dog eat nugget world. Yeah. So these are the facts. Triple H is doing a pretty good job. We give him an A. Also, we give him an a. the fact 
Sadie loves chicken nuggets and she'll jump on tables and eat them. Do you um, think has he had I don't want to phrase the question. I don't want to lead the question in the wrong direction. I want to get a real honest answer. Has he done too much? Oh, that's a, I think it's fair because one with and we talked about this with AEW, you know, with all of these surprises, all these returns, eventually, if you don't pace them out or you do too much, one, fans get so used to it that they expect it and then get disappointed when it doesn't happen. And two, it ends up making surprises not that exciting because of the fact that you expect it. So there definitely can be an argument that there's so much happening so fast that now we are getting conditioned to what's the next, you know, yeah. and granted it's, it's a dual edge, you know, double edged sword because that can create a lot of people, you know, watching and anticipating and, and wanting to come in what's next, but then also setting up of, um, you know, well, something has to happen when it doesn't, you know, what? it's already a, a not, it, it's, it's a failure or, Oh, he, you know, but this, and this is, you know, I always talked about Tony Khan getting the benefit of the doubt all the time. Two things about it. Number one, they always promoted his huge announcements, huge acquisitions, all that crap. That was a, a you know, setting themselves up. It, the Triple H never promoted it. It just happened. And the internet did the promoting for him, which again, I always go back to the, to the Daniel Bryan WrestleMania 30 feud. He has always masterfully used the internet against itself. Mm-hmm. And this is another case of that. There was no major return on Raw this week, and yet no one's complaining about that. At least that I've seen. Mm-hmm. No one's complaining about that. The returning of wrestling in promos. Yeah. Um, what's interesting, too, is that I think we're done with the big returns. There's really only two left, in my opinion. Bray Wyatt, which I know you'll be excited about. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Johnny Gargano. Yep. And... And they're set. I mean, and the Gargano thing is like a long game because Dexter Loomis has been back twice now. Apparently on NXT tonight, Indy Hartwell gets like a letter from Dexter Loomis or something. Like they're literally telling the story through NXT as well, which I think is going to lead to her being on the main roster. Like I think, and Theory's already there, although I think he'll be more of an adversarial relationship. Like I think the way is coming to Raw. At some point, I really do. And I think Austin Theory is going to be a member of the way, but almost like the black sheep because he's changed now and he's not there, but um, he's Mr. Money in the Bank. Like, I don't want to change Austin Theory's character, but I still want, I don't want to ignore the association with the way. Um, but I do think the way is coming to, to Raw and, and Johnny Organa will be the final, final piece of that. Candice LeRae, I don't know, because I don't know, you know, she's a mom, but it's one day a week. Like, they don't, she doesn't work house shows or anything. So I think it could be a thing. Yeah. Um, even if Candace isn't there, you know, they can always have her in spirit. Um, you know, they can always have funny ways that she's incorporated in there. But yeah, who, you know, it, it's still. There's there's signs in both directions for that. The fiend is one, obviously, that you know they're also playing kind of the long game with. But um, it, you know that truly is happening. But it also is one where um, you know there's the codes. You know seeds are being mm-hmm. planted, um, and even if there's the element of maybe things aren't a hundred percent finalized, but they're still kind of just dabbling in the teasing. Like it's still creating a lot of great buzz. 
Yeah, like there was a trash can fire in the background on Raw. Haven't even talked about it. There was the car accident. Like none of these things have been explained yet. And I think those things are going to start to become bigger and bigger and bigger now that the debuts have stopped. And that's probably going to, I think that portion will lead to the fiend returning and him just messing with things. And the, the messing with things will get bigger and bigger to the point of like lights going out on the arena and commentary microphones going off and like the stage now pyro getting messed up. Like I can see a lot of these things happening over the course of the few weeks and then poof, here's Bray Wyatt. Um, I do think, I think the, 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 the long term goal for me, this is on my playlist for Bray Wyatt, is that the fiend is his version of the demon. Like we don't like the fiend to me was overdone. Like Finn Balor didn't become the demon and stay the demon. Finn Balor uses the demon when needed and hasn't been the demon in, in, you know, since the match with Roman Reigns and has said himself, like he wants more control over the demon in, in, in the real life sense, not the kayfabe sense because the demon controls him. Right. But it's, I think Triple H would allow that, you know, and, and um, and you, I'm glad we never got the fan, the fiend versus the demon like we were supposed to, because I think there's a ton of money in that. For like a now, now there is, and even if we did, I think they could always replay it in a new way. Oh yeah, you know, like again, as wrestling fans, we have short term memory, so even if they did something once and it didn't go as planned or right. as well, you could always do it again, and they could make it better. Um, and in this case, if that were to have happened and they did do it again, I could easily see it being better. Was but I also gonna get, agree. was it even going to be the fiend and the demon, or was it like when he was going to do Sister Abigail? It was a Sister Abigail thing, but I think that was eventually the plan too. I don't, I don't really remember. Thankfully, again, it didn't thankfully it didn't, didn't happen. happen Short term, long term. Who the hell wants that? Uh, um, memory. But I do think Bray Wyatt can come back and have much more longevity. Being Bray Wyatt and having the Fiend in his back pocket, just like Finn Balor has the Demon in his back pocket, and that can literally be a dream match that we have to wait a while to see. Um, and I would be down. I would be down for that fully and, um, and, and I'd be on board with it. And, but I do think, I honestly think those are the last two to come. Um, there has been a big push online to bring back Mauro Ranallo as a commentator. And I'll be honest with you. I enjoyed Mauro on NXT. I don't think he would fit on Raw and I don't think he would fit on SmackDown. I, uh, two things. Number one, the commentator I want them to bring back is Tom Phillips. And I want oh. them to put Tom Phillips, because I like Jimmy Smith, and I know some people don't like Jimmy mm. Smith. The criticism I, like I saw today was that he's generic, but he's with Corey Graves, so generic works. Yeah. My, and, yeah. And a year into his commentary career, so was Michael Cole. Mm-hmm. And look at him now, and he was going to stop commentating, and then Pat McAfee came along, and now he loves it again. Um and Corey Graves has commented on his podcast like he loves it now too because he's no longer a heel commentator. Yeah, I feel like they just have a really good set of commentators now. Like I yeah, really I'm wouldn't really mix any. I feel like uh, you know Jimmy Smith and, and um, Corey Graves are a pretty good team. Just like I feel like, of course, you know Pat McAfee and, and Michael Cole are a lot more dynamic um, together just because they have and a little bit. If more McAfee chemistry. does it long enough, those two will literally go down in history. Yeah. Yeah. Opinion. So it's, but, it's, I, I don't feel like even, uh, what is it? Um, the other guy in NXT and Wade Barrett. Well, uh, that's where I was going to go. 
So oh. a couple things. Number one, Corey Graves has revealed that he no longer – he's less clued into what's going on and it's what he's been asking mm-hmm. for. He wants to be able to react kind of like Pat McAfee who yeah. has no idea. Of course, he shows up late and all that stuff and it's known and so it's not a big deal. But Corey Graves has gotten to the point where it's like, tell me what I need to know and let me do the rest because that's what mm-hmm. – and, and he's really enjoying it now. That's where I was going to go with Tom Phillips. I cannot stand Vic Grimes or Vic, whatever his name is. Oh, yeah. Vic uh, something. Yeah, Vic Grimes. Not Grimes, but it's Vic, um I don't even know his name. I have to anymore. look it up. Yeah. I, I just – I don't like Really? I don't, I don't mind him. I mean, I don't hate him. So I shouldn't say I can't stand him. I would take Tom Phillips over him on NXT. That's true. I really love Tom. It was Vic Joseph. Vic Joseph. Um, yeah, um, I would take I would take uh, Tom Phillips over Vic Joseph any day. I just think that that, that Vic Joseph he just doesn't do it for me. Um, again, but it's not a huge deal. Like I'm not like oh my god, I hate watching NXT because of Vic Joseph. I would just, given the choice, I would take Tom Phillips ten times out of ten. But this whole topic came up because of Mauro Ronaldo. I don't. I think Mauro Ronaldo could have a place. Think about what he did. He blew up big time, overblown stuff in matches, and he threw in a ton of forced pop culture references. I mm-hmm. think he should be the personal commentator for Hit Row. Oh. That's what I think you do with Mauro Ronaldo. Ta- and getting those guys over like crazy, like if he came out and did commentary. Plus, then you get to see Mauro Ronaldo and Pat McAfee at the same time, which would just be Hilarious. Oh man, that's a that's a little bit of an overload too. That's the thing too. I that's a good point where Marlon Ranello right now is probably better in small doses. Exactly. Which is why I say just let him do one match per show, and that's hit Rose match. Mm-hmm. I think it could work. Here's the other thing that I will say. Uh, I'm, I'm derailing us now before we go to commercial. Of course, because it's the super such good shit show. Pow eleven. Won't say. Right, Onse. The Onse. The Onse. Yes, Onse. Remember when Keith Lee showed up in AEW? Mm-hmm. There was a lot of talk about what. Do you remember? Dude hit the buffet um, way too many times. Oh yes, Dude yes showed about up his in size, AEW, yes, and they were like, "Oh, my God, he got fat and mm-hmm. and out of shape, whatever." Where's that energy for Top Dollar? Because dude has been eating everything since he got raped. I mean I don't so me personally like I didn't see both with Keith Lee and Top Dollar like I haven't I didn't notice it but I you know I guess I wasn't looking hard enough right. so you know I I get it as far as that you know criticism as you know like, like I, not, I get it but I'm, also I'm less like, criticizing them and more criticizing the fans who it's like the opposite of what usually happens with AEW and WWE. Everybody went hard at Keith Lee for showing up fat and out of shape, but not at Top Dollar for showing up fat and out of shape. Well, I feel like Top Dollar is one where it's less about him individually and more about Hit Row as the trio, whereas yeah. Keith Lee is about Keith Lee. So the focus is on him, whereas with Hit Row, it's more of a... There's there's more people, right. and I think that's where it's not that he's hiding behind it, but most you know people yeah. just don't care. Plus, he literally got a call like two days before SmackDown to come. Yeah, in yeah, and, exactly. And come back. So it's not oh, like he was he, ready he, for this. Yeah, exactly. And he probably told so, her, probably was on phone with Triple H, being like, "You know, I haven't been working out, right?" Like, 
I just want to warn you. <laughs> oh, it's like when Eric Bischoff got called by WWE one time and he was like, you know, I haven't been dying my hair. Um, and Stephanie was like, well, go diet. Um, they're saying the same thing. Top dollar, go diet, just a different diet. Um, but that's one thing I noticed and, and really struck me as funny and hypocritical about the fans. I'm excited. Hit, hit Rose back. I did find the fact that they called themselves the OG three on SmackDown. It made me chuckle just because where Swerve Swerve's a bit busy right now. He's one half of the AEW Tag Team Champions, even though you wouldn't know it, because um, he's on TV less than the Young Bucks. But I'm sure Swerve is like, damn it, I shouldn't have signed this contract. But it, it, I mean, I I kind of am very interested in. Maybe we won't find out now or later, but maybe some of those people who signed to AEW that now are seeing what's happening in WWE and thinking like, oh. Even Matt Hardy has said that. Like, not about him, just about people. Tony Khan has has in the past said, you know, if people want to leave, he'll let them go. Is that still true now? Because Mm -hmm. he said that when Vince was in charge. Like, did everything change now that? Now now that this is, you know, a lot more. It's so uh, funny, too, because the real. same damn thing happened when WCW – now, AEW never won the ratings or whatever, but, like, one random thing happens, and that was Mike Tyson, and we kick off the Attitude Era, and all of a sudden, everybody wants back in WWE. Here we go. Vince retires. Triple H takes over. Everything's WWE again. Um, interesting. Another aside, an aside to the aside to the aside. I've watched Dynamite for the last two weeks, and I've actually enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, I'm I am surprised that you said that, but I also think you could be very objective yeah. with you know now, with when you watch. I have wrestling. I watch it on Thursdays. I'm working, so it's it's you know I can I can miss a few things here and there. It's on DVR, so I can fast forward certain stuff. And to be fair, and this is going to change really soon, the two episodes that I watched, the Young Bucks didn't wrestle. <laughs> Kenny Omega's not there right now. And save for like the last 49 seconds or whatever of Dynamite, CM Punk hasn't been around. The four people I hate the most in AEW and find the most annoying haven't been a part of the shows. Well, this coming week, the Bucks have their match in the trios tournament and Kenny Omega's rumored to come back. Punk has returned. So now we're going to get the, uh, the other stuff. The going. Punko. Yeah, yeah. Punk and So Mox. we're going to get that. So it's like, I don't know if that streak is going to continue. Yeah, you're like, mm, now, stay tuned. now I mean, stop, stop. Yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned and see I how I, I feel don't next think week. I'll, I'll, I'll um, yeah, it'll happen, I'm sure. Um, let's do this. Take a quick commercial break, and then we'll come right back. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShop.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShop.com. Shut your dumb mouth. You just made the list. I don't think we're going to do the list. I think we're just going to have more fun and talk about more random stuff. Um, yes, might, might as well. We were on a pretty good random roll, we roll and that's and, truly what the heart of the so, Super Such Good yeah. Shit show. And that's what people want. And, and Leonce. We'll, we'll do it. And as a reminder to everybody, the list is six items so that Miranda can eventually participate and the numbers work out. Like Greg thinks these things through. Um, 
But it's also divisible by two, so that way you and Patrick can... Right. And then if I ever have six people on, but who the hell wants to hear a podcast with six people? No one. That's who. So I don't think anyone else is coming back. I really don't. Um, I will say this for Top Dollar, going back to that. He did a flip over the top rope as a fat guy. So... And landed on his feet and, and looked, you know, it wasn't like Ricochet flipping over at Velveteen Dream. Do you think he would come back? Oh, that's a good one. He because he was kind of exonerated of what he was accused of. Yeah, like he was. was. But also, though, too, like literally with the heart of a scandal like that, I think they're still going to probably stay away. But like, Riddle's on, like getting pushed. But that was already happening before. Yeah. You know. I, think, I, I get it. I, I, I mean, it's very possible, but I also feel like his his situation was pretty tricky, and he left. I think you know when you not when you dig your heels, but when you stay with the company through that, you mm-hmm. stay with the company. You know, you're yeah, good. Once you leave, really, like that's way harder to come back. It's true. It's very true. It's in, it's interesting who they brought back. Like Dexter Loomis is just not one I would have thought of. He's older. No, I, that, I wouldn't, you know. I think he's benefiting from their plan for Johnny Gargano. I really do. Yeah. And, and overall, he was really well-received in NXT. Eventually. At first, he wasn't. It no, wasn't but until the indie but, stuff happened. No, but even then, like even in NXT 2.0, his character worked in, in black and gold and in 2.0. You know, yeah. so I think that, too, is finding or bringing people back that truly fit into the current landscape and that truly could, you know, do a lot of things that for one reason or another, you know, they they were let go, but still have a lot of talent um, left. And, and that's a good thing. To, you know, that's a very interesting um, point, too, is I was so I, I had a car ride with my best friend this past weekend because she had all these questions about wrestling. And I was explaining it to her and I was trying to explain a little bit of the landscape of wrestling during this McMahon era and then kind of now. And more specifically with um, the releasing of talent, but also this move into the NIL league, you know, or, mm-hmm. or world and especially with collegiate athletes is that has been a very big shift. And ultimately what I was trying to explain is that, you know, a lot of people got let go. Um, and one of the big, you know, points that was being circulated as far as, you know, why was age, you know, and that was something that I literally just said, I don't know if they're going to stick to that anymore, if that really will be a factor and who they sign and how, um, and ultimately too, if they go and shift back to, you know, likely signing, uh, more independent wrestlers, right. Um, or wrestlers, but I do feel like they have a pretty good, strong foothold in this NIL arena that I think that they are invested enough and interested enough in continuing as well. So these will be very different pathways, but I think that um, even the NIL won't be as, maybe it's not going to be the full force pathway that maybe the plans had originally and then there was also a lot of reports too just about that tryout in nashville with a lot of these uh, tryouts where there was uh you know injuries sustained because for a lot of these if not all of these um you know individuals they've never been in the wrestling ring and you get a crash course in taking bumps and falls that you know is is for some people not um 
you know, can, can be dangerous. Um, and so if that too ends up being something that they are having to evaluate, you know, who knows if they'll still continue this, but in a much smaller scale, or if they're going to continue with this full force, but still also then have this other pathway for more established wrestlers. I mean, that's uh, a bunch of things come to mind. First off, injuries happen at every tryout. Brian Alvarez just happened to talk about it for the last one and it got way overblown. Um, because people don't know how to bump the, the, if you go back to like that season of tough enough, like there was a character who was off by the second or third episode because she kept, you know, hitting her head on back bumps and ended up getting a concussion. Like it's been a thing for, for years. Um, the NI, it's funny because the NIL was a big deal, right? And they were like, never going to hire indie wrestlers again. And then the very next class of you know, NXT signees was indie wrestlers, including Roxanne Perez. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's just, you know, but it's, also it's was, really you know, it was almost like a two for one, you yeah. know, that like for every two NIL classes, there was going to be one. Well, they're not just NIL classes. That's the other thing. The NIL program has only yeah, sure. led the to NIL like two program, or three signees. Yeah. The NIL well, program the is NIL, about social media and stuff. Yeah. Like that. I was going to say the NILs had already two classes, two full classes. Um, already, only like three people uh, have been signed out of it. So. It, it's, yeah, as far as yeah. and that's a, another thing with NIL that's been like an opportunity to possibly get signed. Um, so but it's still overall, it seemed like that was what they were really pushing more and that it was going to be a little bit more lopsided with this push more for whether it was through NIL or, you know, looking at athletes and individuals from other pathways and this mm-hmm. door for independent wrestlers was kind of getting more narrow. Who knows if that's going to widen back up? Or, you know, now are they going to be kind of equal doors? Um, at least on the triad capacity, it was becoming a lot almost easier for someone with no wrestling experience to get a tryout over someone who had wrestling experience. Yeah. I think it's going to even out, but I think they're still going to do both, just like they've been doing mm-hmm. both. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it never seemed to really stop for me, even though I know it did stop. Samoa Joe even, even said, like, this is why they're going in that direction back when he was helping scout talent for them. So so we have legit confirmation on that strategy, at least for a brief period. Oh, is that someone else who you think is kind of like bummed that they, you know? I don't know. Joe is very smart. Like, I'm sure he got a good deal with AEW. He's in his 40s. He never wrestles. So he's probably okay chilling at home, making his money and not being involved. Um Will he end up back there? I think he will. I don't know if we'll ever, we'll ever see him wrestle in a WWE ring again, but I do think we could see him in a producer ca- you know, capacity or uh, in a trainer capacity. I do think that's his long-term thing. Um, but I, yeah, I, I could see him being bummed. It, it, even Claudio Cesaro could be bummed now. like, mm-hmm. But he's also having a lot of fun. Um, uh, but I do think that all roads lead, lead back there in the end. And and they'll come back and, and I'm happy for them. They're getting paid. You know, they're not having to work all that much. Like it's going to extend their careers. They're going to be fine when they come back. I do believe that almost all of them will end up back in the company at some point. I'm sure there will be one or two that don't and will be eternally surprised by it or we'll find out they've been back in a backstage role and just never wrestled again. But I, I just think that that's how, kind of how it's going to go in the long run. Um, because in all honesty, the only two people I really truly believe in AEW that should go to WWE 
were Cody Rhodes and Hangman Page. And one's already there. And, mm-hmm. and I still see the other one. And I'm just like, he's got so much potential and he's so talented. He just lacks any direction. And I think he's one mm-hmm. that could actually benefit from the WWE system, the WWE. Yeah, because I feel like there just has to be more personality infused with there um, and more structure in a way, too, where sometimes it's just a little too loose or you just it's hard to read, you know, who is this person? And sometimes by adding a little bit more structure or refining it or really, you know, putting into even a structured feud that helps create, you know, who is this person or who are you trying to portray this person to, to be? And AEW in particular is so wishy-washy because then you have things like all of these groups that then blur the lines of, you know, what, who are they? What are they trying to do? Who are they feuding with? What's the goal here? Um, Now I feel long-term, the story that they've had, he's been with, you know, between the Young Bucks and even the Dark Order has been one of the better ones being told. But even still, it's hard to figure out who who he is and who he can be um, because there's so much that's being defined by these roles and factions and not enough on like who he is. I agree with you. And what's funny is that they were on to something. When cowboy shit happened, mm-hmm. right? And then, yeah. like that was the right way to go. Not the dude who came out to save the young bucks from the from the uh, undisputed era or undisputed elite, whatever attack, yeah. wearing butterfly like jeans with butterflies all over them. Like, what the hell was that nah. guy? And, that's a no and for me, dog. That showed that he's not in as good a shape as he used to be in. Like, that's another problem for AEW as they stop working out. Um, but I think literally the the badass swearing cowboy could literally be a main eventer in WWE. Mm-hmm. I really believe that. Oh, really? I think if he were to come to WWE within three to four years, at that point, he'd be 35, plenty of time. He could main event WrestleMania. I believe Hangman Page is that good with the right proper direction. Mm-hmm. He's that much raw talent. It's just that raw talent has never been developed by anybody because that's not what AEW does. They might start to with some of the hires they announced a couple weeks ago, but they don't right now. And to me, that's a an issue and and could be a long term issue. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. I had no idea. Um, interestingly enough, we also know that tonight we haven't seen it yet, but tonight on NXT Heat Wave, a whole bunch of people from NXT UK showed up. Yeah, um, Gallus which is a great faction. Tyler Bate apparently showed up and it might be Braun Breaker's next challenger. Uh, one of the women showed up as well. Like, are we, so what's your, you know, thinking, okay? Are we getting, is NXT UK done for? Because they canceled the tapings and there's really nothing else going on that we know of. Um, and so what's that going to mean? Is it go on hiatus again? Like what happens? Or are we overblowing that and this is just a setup for another Worlds Collide event, which we know Triple H loves so much? Mm-hmm. Gosh. I mean, I don't even someone teased like early prediction for war games. I'm like, that would be fresh. Yeah. Um, gosh, yeah. I mean, they they have been pulling in talent from NXT UK for a while now. And not really so, signing anybody new. Yeah, and not signing anybody new. Um, you know, I could absolutely see it go in the way of maybe NXT 
UK fading away and right. putting as many people as they can on 2.0 and making that the permanent home. Um, because I also feel like as much as that is something that's very Triple H supported, if it's financially right now not making sense for the company, that is something that they probably would be mindful of. Um, and if that if they're able to bring in as many people as, as they can and still keep a good portion of that roster, that's great. And then eventually if that means, you know, letting go of some people, you know, then that would that would be what they would have to do. But I also feel like, too, one of the more interesting times in NXT is when you have that conflict of quote unquote outsiders. Um, and I think it would really make NXT 2.0 very interesting to have that as well as the the quality of wrestling in NXT has kind of shifted to be a little bit more sports entertaining uh in this 2.0 era with NXT UK I really do think it would bring NXT back to that core of really strong phenomenal wrestling Mm -hmm. um while also exposing the United States audience to the NXT UK talent um, and and meeting a few goals and and maybe from there being able to bring them to NXT 2.0 would then allow them to reshift back to UK once they are ready and maybe this is just kind of a holding pattern until they can get some of the affairs in order in the UK to then relaunch uh, NXT I, yeah UK. That's, that's another possibility as well you could even use a Worlds Collide to kind of sew everything together because it's weird because like you know. Brooks and Jensen have been, or Briggs and Jensen have been the NXT UK tag champs already. Like they currently are. And they mm-hmm. brought, they came back with those. Now Tyler Bates in and he apparently is the NXT UK champion all of a sudden. Um, and, and we've got, you know, I, I, whoever can bring in with the NXT, like they could unify the titles and just do away with it. They could use it and then just completely restart UK down the road. Um, yeah, there, there's a lot they can do and, and we don't really know. Um, it's funny too because like there was a time where Gallus would have come in and I'd have been like, who cares? I did not. I was never a big Gallus fan until Joe Coffey and Dave Mastiff had their last man standing match at, at the Takeover Cardiff, which is still one of my favorite shows ever. Um, and if Tyler Bates coming in, that, you know, I've always been a fan. So I just, I don't know. I'm just interested by it because I, you know, that or the original UK stuff was so good. And, and, you know, a lot of those people are now here, like, like I'm already waiting for the grizzled young veterans to come back, <laughs> like grow your facial hair back and come back because I don't like this whole thing with, with Joe Gacy. Um, they're going to be great at the roles. I just felt like there was more you could do with them as grizzled young veterans, but whatever. Um, not the biggest concern. I just, yeah, it's just very interesting. It, the whole NXT UK thing is, is because Triple H was so big on it. And now mm-hmm. he's in charge and it's all of a sudden like, well, maybe it's being phased out, but that doesn't make sense with everything else we think about Triple H. But he's a smart business guy. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. So NXT is just, and we're seeing even more. I think, will we see more integration between NXT 2.0 and the main roster? Or is this Dexter Loomis, Indy Hartwell thing just a one-off to get her to the main roster? I mean, yeah, that could that could truly go both ways. I mean, again, this started before this new regime came in. Um, and, you know, so for some people, it worked out really well, you know, for 
Ziggler, Apollo Crews right now, um, you know, is, is doing well. This leaves the door open for Dexter Loomis. Um, even, you know, the, the, what we call kind of the OG with uh, Mandy Rose coming back to, uh, or even coming to NXT, not even back to NXT, uh, but coming to, to NXT and, and really, um, be, you know, really establishing herself as the women's champion, you know, um, I could see there being more back and forth with it, you know, corporate synergy, uh, as, uh, they like to call it. Um, but I think it's also finding, you know, the right people for it, um, and finding where it fits the most. Um, because eventually you will get to a point where you need to do some shifting around to kind of create and give people the opportunity to be on that, you know, format, but also eventually, you know, too, you want to bring in, you know, some of your roster from 2.0 to bring them to that larger audience. Like we talked about last week with uh, Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark. Um, I, you know, I think that it's very possible um, that they'll continue it. Like we've seen it. Um, but as far as like maybe continuity and storyline, that's where I'm not sure that I, I don't know. As you talked about weaving Dexter Loomis into Indy to bring her through. That's the one thing we really haven't gotten is that they've been in their own worlds. You know, um, when the Mysterios came to, you know, uh, 2.0, it was really that one off, you know, um, even Braun Breaker, you know, with Raw, uh, that was really the one off. I would love to see more weaving of storytelling, but I don't think that's going to happen. I do think that those are continue to be in their own universes. Could also happen post draft because I do think some talent's going to come up with the draft. I think Carmelo Hayes is going to come up. I think Toxic Attraction is going to come up. I think that that you know, I think Indy Hart will already be up. I think she's coming. Yeah, up well, I was going to say that, that that leaves the door open. I mean, talk about what happened tonight uh, mm-hmm. at Heat Wave. Santos Escobar yeah. lost, and now he's out of NXT. Now, granted, I think that has a lot more to do with the fact that WWE is going to Mexico in October, and mm-hmm. you know, pulling in you know the big but Latino he gone stars. Anyway. He, yeah, he could have he could have gone anyway. I just think the timing is a little bit more curious oh, yeah. um, because of it, and and he's already one that um, you know it, it makes a lot of sense because he has such a he's he's charismatic. He has really great promo skills, but we also see how WWE has utilized luchadors before, and you know that's always been a, a challenge. So it's like why. You know, is it is it worth leaving? It goes back to that whole conversation. Is it worth leaving the, you know, NXT to be transitioned into Raw or SmackDown to kind of fall flat? And that's a concern right. I definitely have for Santos Escobar. And even the rest of Legato de Fantasma, like that whole faction was really built around him. And now that he's no longer there, are they just going to be absorbed by Tony D'Angelo? What, what's, you know, there's lots of, of questions on that, but he is going to be someone that we'll see probably sooner rather than later and yeah. maybe actually one of the first big tests in this new era of bringing someone in from NXT to raw or SmackDown. Right. And seeing how do they work and, and how does yep. it go? That'll be interesting to see. I'm you bring up Legato del Fantasma. Like maybe they can work with Tony D. I, I feel I always, I always assume they would end up out of that. Right. And that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, together. They always, Set Will up they quit too, Electra... and maybe just go with him anyway? I don't know. 
Yeah, I don't, uh, they've always set up Electra as someone who almost was like this lieutenant, like someone. So I always thought eventually there was going to be more of a power struggle, but not with Santos, but with Electra. Okay. Uh, and so that could be a direction they go into. But that was truly a faction where you had a distinct leader and you had mm-hmm. the followers. And now you don't have your leader anymore. So what's, what's you know, really going to happen? Or do they just become part of the D'Angelo family, which doesn't make sense either. Um, yeah. But then it's like, who else do they put in the D'Angelo family? Because it can't just be him and one dude. And you actually need, like, more people in the D'Angelo family other than one person because they're not really a right. family, right? And does that stretch out the war that's games? That's just two dudes. Then, does that stretch yeah. out to war games where you have the four of them and then they turn on him at war games and and – then Legato does it goes off and does something. I don't know. Do they end up on the main roster? I don't know. And I think it's okay. Yeah. But it's just the possibilities are out there. So who knows? Anything else? Is, you know, this whole big wide world of, of WWE and the changes and, and it's all we even talked about. Uh, you know, anything else that jumps out at you is important that you wonder about that any other. I'm, gosh. I mean, I think we've really covered truly a lot of the bases uh, <laughs> between Raw, SmackDown, NXT 2.0, yeah. NXT uh, UK, uh, you know, women's uh, women's division, the world title picture, uh, you know, uh, everything in between. People who will possibly be coming, people who maybe uh, would want to come back, people who maybe regret that they're not coming back. I mean. I, I, gosh, you covered so, so much. Uh, it's a crazy, crazy world right now. It's a crazy, learned, crazy world. Today I did learn a lot about contract tampering and what it really means. Thanks to the news that apparently WWE reached out to somebody who's under an AEW contract. And, and I did learn um, that apparently contract tampering isn't illegal at all, that there's nothing wrong with that, and that the only reason why we hear it so much in professional sports leagues is because it's collectively bargained in their CBA. And wrestling doesn't have that. So there's actually nothing. If WWE truly did reach out to somebody who's under AEW contract, there's no. No, I would think it would be the individual that has more of the legal recourse than the opposing company. Only if they actually left. Only Mm -hmm. if they actually entered an agreement with WWE that violated their. If if it caused them to breach their contract, then that's another issue. Um, Mm -hmm. But that's it. Uh, and, And that's called. Uh, tortious interference. I, I looked this up and, and now a lawyer follows me on Twitter. <laughs> Thanks to it. Um, weird how Twitter works sometimes. Um, cause he also hates Rover, the guy who hates me. Uh, and one of the many, you know, get in line. Um, yeah. So yeah so that's also with that, the, I was going to say, you can purchase your everybody hates Greg t shirt at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Right. Along with your Queen of Soft style shirt and so many more. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. So yeah, it's it's a very, very interesting world. And like I said before, and like I've said all along, we literally get to live through this. Like like we've been through the attitude Crazy. era. We've been through WCW going under. We've been through the creation of AEW. And now we're through Vince McMahon not being there anymore. Like mm-hmm. I'm sorry, anyone who has to be a wrestling fan outside of this era, you lose. Mm-hmm. We win. I don't know what to tell you. Shut your dumb mouth. Stop complaining. Just look at our era and acknowledge me. And that's going to do it. That's how we're going to wrap up the show here this week on the uh, 
Uh, did you ever draw super. a blank? All right. The Greg DeMarco and hashtag Miranda Super Such Good Shit Show. I won't say. I won't say pal. 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 I don't even know if that, that sound bite still works anymore. This is such good shit. It does. Good. I'm glad. You just never know. It's always so scary. Oh, hope no. We're never going to see the evil Vince puppet again. Oh, we might. Oh, that's a return I'm looking forward to. You could do it in that way. In the Firefly Funhouse, you could make that happen. There could also be a Triple H one. Like, there's a lot more that can now happen. Yeah. Like, this is... And when does, and, and, and when does he stop getting the benefit of the doubt? What's going to be the first thing that he does that people hate? Like, that's... Because it's going to happen eventually. Mm-hmm. It will. It will. He's in, but it's not today. No, and I don't think he'll get the Tony Khan benefit of the doubt because he still works for WWE, but he's still Triple H. So I don't know. I have no idea. We'll find out. But right now, Triple H can look at all of us and say, You're welcome! Because we say thank you. Thank you. And that's it. So next week, what the world brings us, who knows? I don't know. We'll see what the wrestling world brings us. Oh, it's a crazy time. It's going to be a lot of good stuff, and we're excited about it. But while you're here, just hop on social media. Follow Miranda Morales at the hashtag Miranda. Facebook and Instagram. You can try on the Twitter, but it ain't going to happen because nope. she ain't on Twitter because she's the Twitterless heroine. How can you be the Twitterless heroine if you go on Twitter? Like, it just doesn't work. You can follow me sense. at Chairshot Greg. Follow the website at Chairshot Media. It's Chairshot.com. Always use your head. Thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your Here comes the big dog. I thought it was the longer version. It's not. It's the shorter version. I was like, where's the rest of it? It's not there. Um, yeah. You know what? We're going to close up the show. And and by doing our double double catchphrase and then playing another theme song of somebody that I think will come back at some point because it's wrestling. It's WWE. Dude was over. So until next time, there's two things we want you to do. Miranda, what's the first don't forget, one? Don't forget to keep it soft style. And then while you're keeping it soft style. Always use your head. Dean fucking Ambrose. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.